expend energy in contemplation to find answers. You go back to meditation to recharge your batteries and then come back to contemplation to spend your energy finding more answers or analyzing more situations. So they work hand in hand. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. We're super excited to have another fantastic guest on the show. Without further ado, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body, Turan. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. You too. It's our pleasure. So it's all, it's always exciting for me to get into it and learn more about you and give you a chance to resonate with our audience. Why don't you take a moment to share who you are and what you do? Sure, thank you. So I run a mental well-being initiative where we are working on solving one specific problem. And the problem is that if you live your life largely looking outward and not looking inward, then you're not deeply connected with yourself. So you lack internal clarity. So you tend to make choices that seem exciting in the short run, but are actually not right for you in the long run. And that is what causes feelings of unfulfilling or hollowness or stress or anxiety. And we solve that by training you in a regular habit of contemplation, which is deep thinking, not meditation. Contemplation on certain principles, which then help you get deeply connected with yourself so you can make better choices and hence lead to a more fulfilling, purposeful and a peaceful life. Very interesting. And how did you get into this? So this contemplation framework comes out of my personal experimentation, personal experience with contemplation for more than 15 years. It started off more as a personal journey, a personal journey of self-inquiry, self-discovery. And over the last few years, it intensified. And then two or three years ago, I decided to codify that into a system so that we could train other people. That's the origin of it. So, okay. You said there's a difference between contemplation and meditation. Can you explain? So contemplation, as as an English word, basically means thinking. But contemplation with a capital C that I'm defining is one, thinking deeply. Two, thinking deeply using the adios principles. The contemplation framework is called adios, and I can expand on that later. Three, thinking deeply using these principles with the objective of either analyzing a situation or finding an answer to a critical question. And four, the outcome is clarity of thought, but only such clarity of thought that leads to a more peaceful mind. So not clarity of thought that makes you more excited or more restless or more wealthy or more famous. 
that clarity that leads to a more peaceful mind. So that is how I define contemplation, which is much closer to critical thinking as you and I know it. Meditation, as you know, is a very different practice. It is either focusing on the breath or something else or body scan. Whereas contemplation is really thinking deeply about a specific matter for a long time in a systematic manner. So I look at meditation and contemplation as cousins. <laughs> you expend energy in contemplation to find answers. You go back to meditation to recharge your batteries and then come back to contemplation to spend your energy finding more answers or analyzing more situations. So they work hand in hand. Okay. So you said that you have a, you have a system that you worked out. Mm -hmm. are, are these the steps that you just went over? So the system is the set of guiding principles that I have created. That's the framework. And this framework is called ADIOS, A-D-I-O-S, which is an acronym. It stands for a dialogue in objective silence. It doesn't mean goodbye. Because it is a dialogue that you have with yourself objectively in silence. It's a conversation between two people, you and yourself. So the way you do this, the way the system works, is you go through these principles and you apply them in real life situations. And we have a tool as a part of the system. We have a contemplation tool called the Adioscope which is like your personal microscope for life. Just like in a lab microscope, you take an organism, put it under the microscope and analyze it using the lenses. In the adioscope, you take a real life situation. For example, should I move from Canada to the US? Should I take money from this investor? Should I be in this relationship or not? Real questions. And you take that question and take it through the lenses of the adioscope. And the lenses of the adioscope are the guiding principles that you learn in the program. And the objective is, as you go through one lens after the next, after the next, which are the principles, you should move closer to your answer, better clarity of thought, and a more peaceful mind. That's the system. So would it be an oversimplification to say it'll help you make decisions easier with a clearer mind? Yes, that's exactly what it is. The only thing as I said is, it will help you make clearer decisions and such decisions that make you more peaceful. Our emphasis is on peace of mind. Okay, so kind of. and where did the idea come from? That people don't have peace of mind and that they're not able to make decisions? Because it seems like across the board, in most cases, people have a really hard time deciding and then sticking to their decision or their commitment. So what's happened in the last few years is because the external noise and distraction have gone up significantly. People tend to spend a lot of their time focusing outward. Your eyes and ears are biologically pointing outwards anyway. But now if your attention is also always on the outside, that's where the problem starts. Because you're not connected with the inside, you're not asking questions such as, what makes me more peaceful? What kind of work really vibes with me? Where will I thrive? Is this relationship really fundamentally good for me? Or am I just having a good time in the short term? And that is why you tend to make decisions only looking outside, which could be 
making decisions out of emotion or impulse or sometimes even imitation because so many people are doing it let me also do it so the idea comes from the world that we have today which is extremely outward focused and you need specific energy to reverse this attention inward that's why you need a training system that's where it comes from so i really like that so we're always looking outward and and i suppose in most cases we're always looking at other people we're comparing ourselves to social media and other people how they're living our lives so we really what you're saying is we really need to look inward and what decisions will make us at more at peace instead of maybe comparing ourselves to whatever thinking we should be doing what everyone else is doing yeah that's exactly what we are saying because mm-hmm. only then will you be able to make choices that make your life more fulfilling and peaceful if however you were to make decisions only based on excitement see the point is most of us want to be peaceful as an outcome but many of us don't really make choices on a regular basis that are aligned to making you peaceful so think about it if you are making choices based upon instant satisfaction but what you want is peace of mind then the two are not aligned for example if you are sitting across a table at a cafe having a conversation trying to get into a relationship with somebody and if you are not deeply connected with yourself first you don't even know what you're looking for what will make you more peaceful what kind of a person who are you what do you want to be who do you want to be with if you haven't thought about it and if you're only focused on the outside then you might make a decision based upon factors such as i must be in a relationship because i'm alone so this is good overall this conversation seems to be fine i think that's it you haven't delved deeper or you're only looking at superficial aspects such as okay there is there seems to be physical attraction i think that's good enough but you see what we're saying you're deciding based on instant satisfaction what you're really looking for is peace of mind which is not correlated to instant satisfaction that's why looking inward helps then you're clearer about what will really make you more peaceful and then you look at things through that lens mm-hmm. and how do we connect the two because there's a clear disconnect to what we want like what we think we want and what we actually want right like it's that indecision or or deciding what it is that you want so your relationship your relationship's example of i want to be probably in an intimate caring meaningful relationship and the outside just says i'm alone i should be with someone but that's it there's no there's no more thought process behind that is that right yeah that's why this program comes in between what you are missing is contemplation if you have a systematic way of thinking through these things then you bridge that gap so that's how we connect the two is that what you're saying yes contemplation is a tool which helps you connect to yourself so you can see better what will make you more peaceful and then you can also see the other voice in your head which says no you need to be in a relationship because you're alone but now you know that there is another voice in your head which also says don't rush because it may not be the right thing to do because what you really need is someone who fundamentally connects with you and then maybe you make a better choice 
So, okay. So does this process work in all walks of life? Like in any situation that you're in to clarify your decision and bring you at more at peace? It does. It does work across many dimensions of your life. For example, in work, if you were to make your work choices only based on looking outside, then you may just join, if, you, if you're wanting to be an employee, then you may join a company based upon the name of the company or salary or just because your friends are there. But if you have looked inward and you say that, no, what I really want to work on is this. What really vibes with me is education. Then you will make your choices more wisely. And if you look at the work scenario today, a significantly large number of people are stuck doing work that they don't really enjoy. They're doing it for the paycheck. Right. How did that come about? Because you didn't look, you didn't look inward. That's how it came about. Okay, so those people that are stuck in those in that position, like we know, we all know dozens of them. What can they do? Or is there any advice or is there anything that you could teach them if they're listening right now and they're saying, I'm stuck in this job, don't really like it, only in it for the paycheck, what can they do? So we could do a short exercise, for example. I'd we love that. Use, yeah, we could use one of the principles of the program the first principle is the principle of the twin voices, where what you're saying is that there are multiple voices inside your head. Sometimes there are two, sometimes there are more than two. So start with identifying them and being able to differentiate between the multiple voices. So in the context of work, I can tell you two things. One, run through this exercise. Define multiple voices inside your head in terms of your work. Write them down. What is voice one saying? What is voice two saying? If there is a voice three, what is voice three saying? Step two, ask yourself, if I were to follow voice one, will that make me more peaceful or will that make me more restless? Do that for voice two. Do that for voice three. And the third thing you should do in terms of work is ask yourself, what are my values? What are my guiding principles personally? What is my non-financial vision for my life? Not the financial vision, not how much money I want to make, non-financial vision. A non-financial vision is defined as a desire to either improve a process or a system or to improve someone's quality of life. So you ask yourself, what is my non-financial vision? And then when you look at either your existing company or a company you are thinking about joining, and ask yourself, do these values and this non-financial vision align with that company? Will I thrive? Will I genuinely feel like working because I want to work and not because I have to prove it to somebody or because I have to, run, I have to earn a salary? So if you do these two or three things, it should get you started. And the way to do this is sit down, write these down and think. Go for a contemplation walk. 15 minutes a day, every evening, just go for a walk, you and yourself, and ask these questions. You do this for seven days, and if you have never done this, you have to be a different person on day eight. And why do you say you have to be? Just because of the exercises making you think a bit more about each situation? Exactly, because when you start having these internal conversations, 
you usually tend to realize things that you have never realized because you have not looked inward. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's bring that around to a lot of our audience listens to or listens to the show for health in general. Sometimes people want to lose weight. Sometimes they want to look better, feel better, have more energy. How can we help people understand like, okay, let's say, for example, a lot of people say, I want to lose 10 pounds. How could the, how could your process be translated to these individuals? Mostly whatever action you take begins with the mind. If you just want to lose weight, but if you're not really motivated about it, it's harder. It's harder not to snack on that thing. It's harder not to have that ice cream. But if you have had conversations with yourself, asking yourself, what is the non-financial vision of my life? How do I see myself? What does health mean to me? What will make me more peaceful? What will make me thrive as a parent, if I am one? What will help me set the right example before my kids? If you have spent time thinking about these things, then chances are much higher that somewhere your health will become a part of this equation and you might say, okay, because this goal of mine is so important to me, that's the reason I want to lose weight. Not losing weight for the sake of losing weight, but if you have a strong motivation to do it, then that makes it easier. And that begins in the mind. Contemplation mm -hmm. helps you with that. So a lot of times people say, I want to lose 10 pounds and they have never really thought about why or what that really means to them. So you're saying if they spend some time contemplating, maybe being a better role model for their kids or being being more mobile so they can play with their kids. Am I, am I picking up? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, because what you're doing with all those things is you're defining a higher purpose for yourself. And that is what motivates you to keep going. That is what motivates you to say, okay, this time I'm going to say no to that ice cream because there is a higher purpose. Then, higher purpose than what? Higher purpose than that instant satisfaction that that snack would have given me. And that can only come from the mind. And how long have you been doing this for? Personally, I have been practicing this for more than 15 years. And as an initiative, we created Adios three years ago. So I, I started training people three years ago, and now we have an app for it where people go through the program. In addition to going through the program on their own, they also come to live contemplation practice sessions that I hold on Zoom. So it's a system that works self-paced where you learn on your own on the app and also come for more practice to the live Zoom sessions. So and what, what types of people are coming to you? Like any type of person, do you have a specific audience that says, I really need help with this specifically, peacefulness, clarity, decision-making? You know, I don't think we have seen a specific category of people. We have had people who are uh, working. We've had people who are not working. We've had students, uh, men, women. We've done it in, in the U.S. We've done it in India. We've done it in Europe. So all across, really, I wouldn't say, because we are not a counseling company. We are the exact opposite of that. Our approach is if you train your inner counselor, you will never need to depend on an external one. So our job is to train you to find the answer. I will not give you the answer. I'm not the counselor, but I will train you to find it. 
So, so which is why it is not a specific problem. Just like you go to a psychologist, it's not that. It's generic. Mm -hmm. So give me some more details about how the program works. Is, is it a... Is it a six-week program? Is it a six-month program? Do you is there a start and an end, or do you just go through it at your own pace? What does that look like? So, the program is eight weeks long. You sign up on the app, but you start with taking an assessment, and then you start the program. There's one session every week that you go through, which is about an hour. So you set aside one hour a week, and in each session, I introduce two principles and you do some exercises. And then the next week, two more principles. Next week, two more principles. So eight weeks, 16 principles. And you go through this for eight weeks. And then for the next 10 months, because the subscription is valid for one year, not for eight weeks. So the goal is that you go through the program, and then for the next 10 months, you slowly and steadily master the principles by keep coming to the live contemplation sessions. So you can keep coming to the live sessions for the entire year, including during the duration of your program. But then 10 months after that also. That's how it works. And what are you doing? Like, what what are you facilitating during the Zoom calls? Is it live Q&A? Is it just a open conversation, teaching? What is it? It's more practice. There is a Q&A. Uh, there is a review of how your last couple of weeks were. How is your contemplation practice going? Is something a challenge and things like that? And then we get into some real practice of the audioscope where they actually work on their situations. Then we do a walking contemplation where you are thinking and walk, you're walking and thinking about the same thing that you were thinking about sitting down. And the goal there is to get your body and your mind to work together so you don't get distracted. So you should be able to go for a walk and continue to think deeply. And then sometimes we also discuss a particular topic, uh, something relating to a principle or something that might have happened in the last last few weeks. So I pick up something and talk about it for five minutes. But it's mainly a contemplation practice session. It is not a lecture. So, okay, what's the difference? Like you're, what are you practicing? Like, are you picking a specific topic? Instead, like, what are you? No, so they pick up their own audioscope situation, a, a question that they might have written in their own audioscope to answer. I get them to practice it again, think about it more, use the principles again, getting them to do more contemplation. That's what the session is about. And do you find people are open to the contemplation idea? Because when I think of, I understand meditation is, is a different concept, but if you get people to think about something or meditate or spend time with themselves or their own thoughts, it almost seems like there's fear around there. Like we don't want to spend that time looking inward because we're so busy looking outward. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes there is some resistance, but what we have seen is usually it all goes away in two weeks. The first two weeks is where you're kind of finding your feet, getting a little familiar with the concept of contemplation. Maybe it worked for you for the first few days. Maybe you were a little confused. All of that disappears in two weeks. And then you actually get into the groove. And we have seen people resolving their adioscope situations by the time they are in week four, week five. They've actually found answers, found solutions to things that they were thinking about. 
and closed situations. And then, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then what happens is these principles then start to hover around your head at a subconscious level as you're speaking to a colleague at work, as you're speaking to your child. You, you kind of start to remember them subconsciously. Sorry. I was just going to mention, I, I'd like to dig deep here before we get before we have to wrap things up, tell me about the results or what people find once they go through your program and have more clarity and around decision-making. A couple of examples come to mind. There have been people who have made decisions around exiting a relationship because they realized that it was toxic. Then some people have taken a decision to change a job not because of bad culture, but because of personal considerations and things like that. Then uh, we've had founders of companies who have used contemplation strategically as a tool to make business decisions. Uh, there is a founder who goes on contemplation retreats now to be alone so she can think about her business decisions alone more clearly. So multiple people have used it. There's a, there was a CFO who went through the program. He was a CFO of a Silicon Valley company. And he used it to go deeper into the values and the non-financial vision and the culture of the company that he was working for. So multiple use cases, depending upon who you're talking about. Like another company, another individual was working with Canva, the company Canva. She said that her urge to prove, another one of the principles in the program is the urge to prove, where we say, do we experience an urge to prove that you are right or someone else is wrong or to put other people down? And does that make you feel peaceful or does that make you feel restless? So when she went through these principles, that was one of the things she realized where she said that I seem to be having this strong urge to prove others wrong in my meetings at work. But once she saw that, then automatically there was a check on her mind. And she was calmer. She wasn't attacking people unnecessarily, which overall improved her peace of mind first, but also improved her relationship with her colleagues. So these are a few examples that come to mind. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. All right, Turan, before we wrap things up, is there anything that you wanted to mention that we missed? The only thing I would say is, the world today is noisy and distracting, and you might tend to keep your attention on the outside, but if you do that, you may make wrong decisions and you may not even know it. And that may show up in the form of stress or anxiety, or you not being fulfilled at work or in a relationship. Try contemplation for 15 minutes a day. It's a skill. Clarity of thought and peace of mind are skills, just like learning how to play the piano or riding a bicycle. Try it for a few minutes a day, and almost everyone will see results. No doubt about that. And so if people want more details about your program, I know you mentioned your app, where can they go? You could start on the website, which is www.adiosworld.com, A-D-I-O-S-W-O-R-L-D.com where you usually start with taking the assessment. And this assessment is called the OQ assessment. We have defined a metric for mental well-being, just like you have IQ for intelligence. OQ stands for oneness quotient. 
which tells you how one you are with yourself and more practically what percent of the time you make such choices that make you more peaceful versus less peaceful. So start with that assessment and then go through the program. Sounds good. So- sounds amazing. I think everyone could use some more mindful thinking and contemplation and especially decision-making around some clarity around decision-making. So sounds like you're doing great things. Thanks for all your efforts to uh, improve other people's lives. And we appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.